Welcome once again to the digital campus of Newark United Pentecostal Church. We're glad to have you with us. Our session this evening, as is usual for Saturday, is the introduction of a new topic for this week. And uh, my emphasis will be on community. We'll also be considering service, but uh, we'll take a look at community, its, its roots, its history, and some of our current challenges. Let's get a working definition to start out with. From the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, we get this definition of community. It is a unified body of individuals such as, and then has several parts to it. Number one, the people with common interests living in a particular area, uh, the area itself, uh, the problems of a large community. Number two is a group of people with a common characteristic or interest living together within a larger society, such as a community of retired persons or a monastic community. Number three, would be a body of persons of common and especially professional interests scattered through a larger society, such as the academic community or the scientific community. Number four would be a body of persons or nations even having a common history or common social, economic, and political interests. We would call that the international community. Number five would be a group that is linked by some sort of common policy. And number six, the final one, is an interacting population of various kinds of individuals, such as different species even, uh, in a common location, such as the community of plants and animals in the Galapagos Islands. That would be a separate community. A quick scan of these definitions gives us an understanding that community is built on the basis of individuals sharing something in common and associating on the basis of that common thing. And you will Notice in all of those definitions that there was repeatedly common this, common that, common something else. Let's go to the scriptures in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 from the New Living Translation. That scripture tells us, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. We see from this that community in the form of a family began at the beginning. And as humanity has expanded and diversified over the millennia, community has continued and differentiated as it was demonstrated by our earlier definitions, there are multitudes of types of communities. The church, this church, 
is one of those communities. Now, before we go farther down that road, let me sidetrack under a few observations about humanity in general. We are a selfish and cantankerous lot, the whole kit and caboodle of us through all of the centuries. Many times our votes, indeed, most of our decisions are made individually and as a community on the basis of what is good for us and our situation, rather than the consideration of the whole. Even within a community, the tendency is to push for our own agendas rather than the benefit of the entire group. I want what I want when I want it. Could be the motto of the individual, the community, a nation, or just humanity in general. Now, I must readily admit that those last few sentences also describe my own wicked heart and its selfishness. We all have to fight that tendency. Now, about community, the, many years ago, I was the pastor of, of a very fine lady who kept coming to me with ideas about what we needed to do. It always involved a, a new program I should start, a new outreach I should spearhead, uh, a way that I could more effectively reach some portion of the congregation. And I'm, I'm just real sure that there were many good ideas in there. But there were two problems. First, I was already busy enough to run two people ragged. And second was the fact that she was not even involved in everything that applied to her that was available to her and never volunteered to initiate one of these programs. This COVID thing has us all, as my mother used to say, an old expression at sixes and sevens. Our routines have been scrambled. Many comfortable habits and familiar rituals cannot be observed. And we're at a loss, yearning for the security of previous practices. We long for the familiar. We all want to return to the good old days. You know, what we used to call these trying times. When longing for our desires to be fulfilled, we can be just as unreasonable as the little boy that dug a hole in the backyard and then threw a fit when his mother wouldn't let him bring it into the house that evening. When all of this started, I shared with, with several people that this was going to be a test. Of course, I had 
as you no idea how long the test was going to run, which in itself is part of the test. But this test will show something about every one of us in our walk with God. Some will find a way to draw even closer to the Lord during this time. Unfortunately, some will drift farther from the sunny banks of sweet deliverance. Let me read a particularly pertinent passage from the writings of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Again, I'll use the New Living Translation and I'll begin at verse 1. I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food, all of them drank the same spiritual water, for they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. In verse 6, notice this that Paul said, These things happened as a warning to us so that we would not crave evil things as they did, or worship idols as some of them did. As the scriptures say, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. And we must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing 23,000 of them to die in one day nor should we put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by the angel of death. Some important things here in verse number 11. These things happen to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. Be back to that later. But we need to watch in these days that we don't follow in the spiritual footsteps of Israel in the days of the Exodus and the journey to Canaan. They seem to take every problem as an opportunity to gripe, bellyache, and complain about Moses instead of seeking God and giving him a chance to guide and provide. Because of the different manifestations of this virus across the country and the different administrative philosophies of secular leaders, some have perceived various rulings as persecution. And that may be an accurate assessment in some instances. However, the worst that we are currently experiencing 
is very minor in historical terms. Restrictions and fines, onerous as they may be, are a far cry from kicking down doors and dragging worshipers off to prison or to the Colosseum to face the lions. No comparison. What we are experiencing now and our response to it, especially our response to what's going on, can it give us an indication of how we might react to a real problem? Please consider the challenge that, uh, or the question that God gave to his prophet Jeremiah in chapter 12, verse 5. And for this, I'll be using the, the Net Bible. The Lord answered, If you have raced on foot against men, and they have worn you out, how will you be able to compete with horses? And if you feel secure only in safe and open country, how will you manage in the thick undergrowth along the Jordan River? And by the way, as a side note, that thick undergrowth, the area that is being talked about here, was not only thick undergrowth, but it was well known to be uh, inhabited by lions. If we're constantly mountain climbing over molehills, we're going to have problems if we ever reach the Himalayas. Now let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and this time we will pick up with verse number 12. After that recap of their problems in the wilderness, if you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation, the test, the trial, to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, tested, tried, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Now notice that word, that we can endure, that we can make it through. We do not have a promise that we are going to be in a place where we can skip from mountaintop to mountaintop. But if we will use what God gives us, makes available to us, we can make it through to the other side of the test, of the trial, of the temptation. Oh, by the way, the digital campus is a way out. So we can endure the inconveniences we're having to tolerate right now. If I don't take advantage of what's available, I have no room to complain. I don't want to join in the spirit of the ancient Israelites in the wilderness. Paul warned the Corinthians 
and in doing so warned us about that. We can do this. We can make it. The community, the church community still exists. Community is not a building. It's the people bound by a common goal. Worshiping is not a meeting agenda, but a relationship with God. Service is not finding a problem and telling the pastoral staff about it. Service is a part of community and, and service involves when you know there's a problem, doing what you can to alleviate it. And then when you get to the limit of what you can do, getting others involved. Community, service, not just passing the buck handling it yourself as best you can. Now, if you miss the singing, pull up a song on the internet and join in. If you have ever been one of those people, and occasionally I've been in this situation too, that had a problem with the song selections, not every song we sing is my favorite. In fact, when I was in Bartlesville, I told them, I told each of my song leaders, you're choosing some songs I don't particularly care for, but I'm not going to let you know which ones they are. I'm going to sing them just like any of the others because this is not about me. This is about the community. But if you've been one of those people who, like I have, didn't always like the song selections, this is your time to shine. You can choose what you want to hear. You can choose exactly what you like. There's modern worship choruses, you know, the 7-Eleven songs, seven words repeated 11 times. There are, is Christian rock, gospel quartet, huge choirs. If your interests run in that direction, you can pull up a Gregorian chant, whatever you like, and worship God. And you can have as many songs as you want. You're not limited to four or seven or 20. And sing along, sing loud. You are worshiping the King. If you're hungry for fellowship, I'm still talking about community. If you're hungry for, small, for fellowship, join in with a small group and turn on the camera if you have one. Call someone and lift up their spirits. Now, no gossiping. That pulls down instead of lifting up. But as you lift someone up with encouragement, they will also pull you up as they rise. It's very difficult to help somebody without helping yourself as well. 
we dare not, we dare not be like an editorial cartoon I saw in the paper several years ago. There were some boys sitting on a curb with a recreational area behind them that was just full of children playing. And one of the boys, with all of this going on behind them and all the opportunities back there, he turned to the other youngsters that were with him and said, guys, there's nothing to do. Let's go break out some windows. Now, folks, that is not the spirit of community. Can we pray? Dear Lord, we are in a testing time again. We thank you for all the blessings that you've given us through the years, but we have begun, become spoiled by your benefits. We have had it easy, even though we sometimes considered it hard. Help us to take this time to dig our own wells of, of study and of consecration and worship. May we realize that storms can drench us like a chicken or lift us to new heights like an eagle, depending on how we approach them. Open our eyes to see the manifold facets of community and communication that this technological age has made available to us. It's not all that we want, but it is so much more than other ages could have dreamed of. Lord, if John could get in the spirit on the Isle of Patmos in the midst of the Aegean Sea, 32 miles at least from the nearest church in Asia Minor, help us to be hungry enough for your touch to come into your presence, to enter your throne room. Dear God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we want to pass this test. We want to be part of your community of faithful believers. Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you as you continue to, to score on this current test of community connection. I sincerely hope you pass with flying colors. Hey, let's ace this one. And I'll be looking for you in a small group. Good night.